Wait, fuck. Oh, yeah. Intro music. This is Tom Fooey with TNK with ah. the return of Tomas. I am back. I have returned. Tis I, your friendly black and tan woken man. Oh, my God. Yes. How many times have the last Mohican? <laughs> I've already introduced myself. Lawrence is Lobo. And then we've got Dallas, Caesar the Salad. Oh. What's up, man? <laughs> You want, yeah, this Guys, is this is, this is my Marvel. Hey, Dallas. Hey, Dallas. <laughs> we hear you, Dallas. Yeah, but um, yeah, our our, our guest star today is actually uh my my Xbox friend Dallas. I've known him for uh, it's been, it's been I've known him since middle school at this point, so seven years. Who? No, four, mm. four, four. We're on four, yeah. All right. Yeah, because well, maybe five, but. Um, where I am also a very big Marvel nerd, Dallas is the Iron Man fanatic, knowing every single suit of Mark armor. Oh my god. Yeah. It's Jesus. Been, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your favorite Mark suit on the Dallas? Uh, I'd say the Mark 38, probably. Because everybody knows which one so, that is, you know. For for all the viewers and you know also us, what what's so special about the Mark Thirty Eight? Uh, it's his deep space suit that uh, allowed him in the comics to go into deep space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It made its first appearance in the MCU in Iron Man Three for literally maybe two seconds. <laughs> it was. All white with black um, solar panels and gold face. Oh, okay. I know. And accents. Nice. Cool. Um, all right. Well, considering that we have the uh, Iron Man uh, fanatic in the room. Well, this should be good. Best Iron Man movie. Best Iron Man. And why? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. We all know which one isn't Lawrence's. <laughs> 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 An open book. <laughs> the book says not. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, we, that's really, really hard. Because really? like, I don't. I know they only had three movies, but every single one of the Avengers, including Civil War, um, Iron Man was kind of at the center of everything. Like. The final battle happened in New York City with the Avengers Tower, then Stark Tower, and and an Iron Man two like War Machine came in. Hmm. I would say Iron Man two. Hey, not alone. Not alone. The only one that likes the original one. No, you're not the only. I, well, that, okay, probably, that it, it's the probably a toss-up between three and two, though. Really? Oh. Yeah, I actually really like three because of the extremist armor. Okay, so yeah, the extremist armor definitely made it good. The beginning was good. I didn't, and I thought it was really cool how they incorporated Tony like being more than just man in the suit. But when they when they you know made the Mandarin not the Mandarin, I was I was a little upset. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But, I think everyone was upset with that, but... But, anyway, we're here to talk about Thor, the Dark World, and Winter Soldier. Dallas, I need I need your opinions on those as well. Before we get started, Lawrence uh, just loves Thor, the Dark World, so I'll let, I'll let him kick off a uh, little... Little uh, centerpiece before I I put in my words. Because over the weekend, I actually listened to another Marvel podcast with uh, Marvel Entertainment, and I have come to have a new perspective on Thor as a character. 
So I'm going to say like Thor the Dark World showed everything that happened from Thor 1 carried over, his character had developed, he still trusted Loki, but he, in this one he actually tried to treat him more like someone who needed help and someone who had been mistreated. Because I guess he had the better framing of now that he knows who his actual family was, he's been a prisoner his whole life, a hostage his whole life. Um, realizing that Loki's been there just so that way the Ice Giants wouldn't attack otherwise. The threat was Odin would kill Loki if they ever came for him. Um, that was implied, they never explicitly said that, but the fact that he took his only child was like, there's no other reason they would have taken Loki. Now in terms of Thor the Dark World, oh nah. I, that movie could have done so many things and it just didn't. It just didn't. What, what, what things are you talking about, Lawrence? So let's see, they gave us background on the Dark Elves as well as Odin waging war. They could have given us more perspective on that. What we got was, I'm going to shank some elves, some elves are going to blow up. Um, the elves are going to look like vampires. They're going to run around, I think, Washington, D.C. They're going to threaten Thor's wife slash girlfriend, but we're not sure. He kind of technically kidnaps her. We don't really talk about the kidnapping of random like earth women to be taken to your god city. We don't talk about that. Thor had a six-pack underneath his suit. Christ. Oh yeah. Damn. All right. That was um. Thor's mom being murdered as a character motivation was kind of yeah. ass, but I also get why. That okay, so I like that because I was actually talking to Chris about this earlier, and I'm sure everyone here remembers the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Oh, uh, yeah, they were good. Yeah. So, but with that, if you remember. Uh, in the beginning, it did like a really good um, reference to one of one of his original comics, where you know he's fighting in the ring, and he he chooses not to stop somebody so that he can get extra money, uh, or uh, technically because the people working off he didn't get as much money. And his his main words were, "Oh, that's not my problem." But the thing is, even like he he feels the the consequences of that reverberating throughout his life because his uncle got shot. The person he let go shot his uncle. He felt that. There were consequences for his actions. Loki had a similar thought process. You know, he was trapped. Didn't feel like he was home or even had a home. Was conflicted. Felt mistreated. Maybe captive. Used. Um, literally looked at the, at the main dark elf antagonist or the main person leading the charge at that during that, that battle scene. And said, you might want to take the stairs to your left. Him saying those words... Led that dark elf directly to his mother, who died. He felt that. He put up an illusion that he was everything was randy dandy, and then the illusion dissipated, and he literally trashed the entire room. It was just you could see like post crying in the corner because of like what he just did. He felt the consequences of his actions. I think I think he definitely had a tie link to his mom in losing that character. I think actually brought him closer to him. And like you were saying, anytime we see Loki, you know, a lot has happened, either a time skip or he's been through a lot, but same thing with Thor. You know, you see you see that moment in Endgame where he's having this heart-to-heart moment with Rocket, and he literally just says, I've lost my brother, my home, my, my, his family's gone. His mother's dead, his dad's dead. You know, what, what more could he have to lose? His whole life has been filled with loss of this point, with the beginning of Thor. He, each movie actually gives him character development. I hadn't really thought about that because, you know, in the comics, I'm just like, oh, you know, I never really liked Thor. You know, he's not really like that big of a character for me. You know, ooh, he's a god, ooh. But actually, like, listening to some podcasts, looking back at the movies, starting to read into a little bit of the comics. I mean, original comics, yeah, Thor is kind of kind of meme <laughs> Mjolnir, come to me! But but like but like now, like Thor is actually like a really really good developmental character. I think he probably has one of the best character developments out of anyone in the MCU. So, yeah. Well, for me, Thor: The Dark World, I thought it was a it was a good concept. You know, the seven realms aligning happens every you know, oh so many thousand years. Yes, the dark elves you know awaken to that and try to find the um, reality stone, which they call the ether. Yes, they haven't reduced. They haven't introduced the stones at this point yet. And um, the only thing is that I don't agree with or like I thought could have been a little better is like 
the execution of it. Uh, what do you mean by execution? So, like, just just the pacing of the, of the way they introduced the events. Like, yeah, Dark World, they, they made Asgard, like... Asgard? As... <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Um... So that was like a nice little after show moment where he claps after his joke. they executed. No, but just... That's why our budget solo, you can I, tell. <laughs> Perfectly balanced as all oh. things should be. I feel like it should have been, um, Asgard should have been more of an impenetrable fortress. No, it's Asgard now. Okay. Get an impenetrable Asgard. I mean, they have one Fantastic. door and everyone can break in. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, literally it was just... They, they it was just <laughs> literally, it was just, just an invisible ship, just like, walk, just oh, rolling Heimdall. on in. And Heimdall was just like, Hmm, that shouldn't be there. I'm gonna take it down. Well, I have two knives. That's doable. Okay, that was pretty badass. Heimdall is is a freaking. Not gonna. It was badass, but like you know, if you could just fucking roll right on into Asgard and just be like, yeah, I'm gonna take this now. Oh, speaking of which, um, Dallas, do you know anything about Heimdall's origin? Uh, say that again. Do you know anything about Heimdall's origin? Heimdall? Yeah. Yeah, he was created by the Celestials to, uh, to, uh, like, defend and help Thor, like, see all nine realms at the same time. So he could always constantly, like, tell what's happening and which, um, um, realm needed help most. Huh, did not know that. But he was created by the Celestials in the comic. To be fair, everybody was created by the Celestials or the Kree. If it wasn't Celestials, then it was Kree experimentation with the help of the Celestials or trying to copy the Celestials. Wait, Kree got... Okay. Yeah. The Kree created a lot of people. Didn't the Kree create humans? Yeah. Well, they no. experimented yeah. on them. Celestials Creating humans. sped up the humans. And Evolution. Talking about what the Celestials did is like talking about how the universe was made by accident. Lost your ego. Oh. Ego. Ah. I actually did like Guardians of the Galaxy too. And oh, yeah, but I, it was definitely good, but I thought it was more for comedic relief. <clears throat> and like, you know, I feel like I guess we a bunch of unanswered questions, but get to that in a later time but I do, do want to touch on that but um what should we call it Dallas real quick before I get back to everything uh because uh Chris actually brought up a really good point why is it that Captain America doesn't help Tony during Iron Man 3 and why is it that Iron Man or you know Tony doesn't help Cap during the events of Captain America Winter Soldier crazy stuff because in Winter Soldier, Iron Man 3 and Winter Soldier kind of take place in the same time. Okay, so you were right. Like, not not necessarily at the exact same time, but they kind of overlap with each other. Okay. But see, like, you have, at least in the official MCU timeline, you have, well, well, uh, because then again, Thor Dark World is happening after, it supposedly happens after Iron Man 3. And then Winter Soldier happens. So unless there's overlap between the three of them, then yeah, but like, then if that was the case, why was there no mention of it in the other two movies? Like, oh, big cosmic event happening in DC, Thor fighting in DC, or something along those It's lines. actually interesting you say that because all of that is referenced to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? At the exact same time throughout the entire throughout that entire season, mm. like if you keep up with Agents of Shield, every single thing that happens in the MCU, you see how it actually affects the life of civilian life, or civilian life, and like where like it affects like what areas. It's actually like very interesting. Like so, also yeah. Side note for those of you that don't watch Agents of Shield, watch Agents of Shield. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Make love to it. Feed it. Take care of it. Without a doubt. So. But yeah, anyway, Lawrence. Oh. Oh. Well, I, I heard knocking and then 
someone said my name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what were you gonna say? Um. About through the dark world, about the celestials, or about guardians. Um. Right after the. Uh, I was talking about like we were talking about Heimdall and Celestials, and then I brought up the Avengers: Winter Soldier. And then, um, you were, I don't know, you look like you were going to say something. Um, I was probably going to say something about, um, how they use Heimdall. Because, um, I know ancient Norse Heimdall is supposed to be, like, um, Odin's trusted advisor, someone he gifted, um, that sword. Or he lost his arm and he was gifted the sword. Um, some of the stories I get kind of mixed up. Um. But what I was going to say about, let's say, Thor the Dark World, that was one of the things about the elves that I did like, was that they brought up that not all those realms, it wasn't just that, like, ah, they were all savages, like, say, Loki's father's realm, but it was more of, they were doing their own thing, and then Odin interfered. Okay. Um, they did do stuff I did like. Um, ah, actually, and I was going to say that I did like that Thor, in every single movie, was built on. And that whatever character development we had didn't just disappear huh? between movies. Maybe stuff would put him off his game a bit, so it would be kind of like a soft oh. reset. But that he could keep trucking along. Makes um, sense. Him caring about his brother from the first movie carried through the rest of the movies. Um, him being tricked by his brother and him trying not to be tricked anymore and trying to watch out for that carried on through. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's, oh, this should be good. What do you think? Of it? It was no, until Hell came. <laughs> no, that reminds me of the whole. Uh, what was the scene in um, wherever it was Thor and Loki? Any impersonates Captain America? No. Ah, dang. No, that, that was an excited. Yeah, he was like, he was, he was ready for so it. He was ready to jump on. No, that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about um. Whenever um, it was like plan something, it's like oh look, he's like oh come on, I don't like this, I don't want to do this. Oh <laughs> get help! Oh. <laughs> help, he's bleeding. Get help! And then no. throws him at. Him. No, I'm not doing get help. It's a he throws thing. him like a hammer. <laughs> oh man, I love it. What what movie was that from again? Ragnarok. That was from Ragnarok. That was from Ragnarok. Okay, I, I thought it was everything really wrong. I mean, they did do like a couple other like weird things in Thor: Dark World. And then they flew the ship, and Loki was just like no, being that right. younger brother, like, "Hey, hey, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I, I am doing it right. Literally, smashes uh, the control uh, board. No, you don't have finesse. I know what I'm doing, Loki. Stop it." I think that that moment there is one of the most underrated scenes in the entire movie. In addition to when she, uh, when Loki saves Jane during the final fight, I think that really says something. Yes. Which um, that was something else I brought up uh, earlier is why is Jane not mentioned? After Darkroom. Because, like, you know, you feel like, you know, Thor Ragnarok, you know, some mention, like, oh, yeah, like, I hope Jane's all right or something. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question. I don't know why Jane's not brought up again, because she just, like, isn't, unless, I don't know, they broke up after that or whatever, I don't know. Oh, Jane Foster. So they actually do bring that up in Thor Ragnarok, where they're just like, what happened to your girlfriend? This is like, oh, at the very beginning. Yeah, they brought it in the very beginning. It was just like, she wanted to see other people. It was mutual. And like, other people were like, it was a mutual. Well, that's unfortunate for the hero of Mighty Thor. Don't worry, he'll find another one. Uh, not really. <laughs> In the comics, he's, he's pretty long. Yeah. He's a, he is a dog. <laughs> um, he has an axe. Um, he's got an arm. Oh, uh, uh, got He has a dog and an axe. Okay, that's like saying oh, I'm a yeah, I'm that barbarian in the lo- in the woods. He's a lone ranger. And I've got me myself oh, and I and the birds and the trees. <laughs> like I know in uh, all new Thor, he kind of does just hang out on rocks. He did find another hammer. He was like, no, this isn't mine. And then flew away, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, um. 
Tell me, Thomas. Rewatching Cap or um, Winter Soldier. Well, was this the third time you've seen it? To- no, this is the second time. Ta- second time you've seen it today. No, that's today. that's his twenty sixth time seeing it. <laughs> no, something like that. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very big Winter Soldier nerd, and I'm going to be giving you miscellaneous facts throughout the uh, the entire. Uh, Okay, yeah, so again, I watched Captain America seven times in one day. Winter Soldier, I've probably seen at least ten times in total. And I can never... Okay, so, <clears throat> first off, Winter Soldier was beautifully crafted. And I genuinely think that it had one of the best fight scenes. Oh, out of, let, let, me, let me guess. The knife fight scene. Not even just a knife fight scene, just like when he finally confronts Winter Soldier from like going onto the bridge where they're literally driving, quotation marks, without a, without a steering wheel, getting thrown off the bridge, getting fucking blasted, then getting hit by a truck, toppling inside of a goddamn bus, after of which Hydra agents get out, are shooting like it's, like it's World War II at that point, and then taking out the Hydra guards, Going to fight Winter Soldier, like, that, I remember when it first came out and, like, all the hype for the actual trailer. Because all we, we got limited content and all we saw was the, the shield catch scene. Everything else was ambiguous. We didn't know who died. People speculated that it was Fury because Natasha, you could tell, was crying. And, like, towards the very end, every single one of the trailers, you see him running at someone. And you see the figure turn and just catch Cap's shield like it was nothing. That's never been done. Like, that moment sent chills through my body, and I, I was like, I have to know who this person is. I need to know. I, I did my research. I found out, spoiler alert, who? It's Bucky. <laughs> Which, I mean, in and of itself, like, even if... Like, if you... If you kept up with um, MCU as it was coming out, like... That would have been like like what like I don't I could I'm most likely wrong on this oh yeah I kind of am wrong on this but like just <laughs> but just, that was I can tell you that but just seeing like um the trans or um past events you know kind of like the whole like um I, I did I make I made like a, a reference to like Star Wars like earlier today I'm pretty sure pretty sure yeah about and like this is another one where like you know Anakin you know just left left on Mustafar to die and then he comes back and Luke I am your father and <laughs> like you know a similar thing like you know you ha- except in the MCU and I feel like at least for me whenever I, I wasn't as affiliated and I wasn't as associated or like knowledgeable on the MCU it was like what? pretty much before I met this fucking weeaboo over here he's an MCU advocate I love it I love it I love it just cause you add fancy words to it does not make it better that's not true you mewling Quinn you could, dull creature. <laughs> could have just stuck with normal, normal, normal insults, but had to take it that that <laughs> level. Of, yeah. It was a direct kick to your life point. No, 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 no. I played it. Go face. But um. At least it wasn't Zodia. About the Winter Soldier. All right. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. What do you think the odds of? Chris Evans' character being killed off and uh, being taken over. Uh, you're, you're killing me, Dallas. Captain America. I think you said the bad words, dude. No, it, yeah, the, that that right there was a direction to my life points, Dallas. Yeah. No, but okay. So what bro- Dallas brought up is actually a very good question. Um, I don't know the specifics of. Uh, Sebastian Stan's contract with Marvel. But what I do know is that in an old interview, they were actually talking about it, and he, Sebastian Stan definitely shows interest. He even said, oh, if I got the opportunity to play Captain America, or take over that mantle, it would be an honor. It would be, like, it would be a genuine honor, and I, I'd be excited. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like wow, like seeing Bucky's transformation going from like this uh, mindless grown assassin who gets redeemed and is trying to make amends and do better and then being Captain America, hell yeah! Like, do you know what that would be like? Like getting that shield and just knowing that he had to carry it on. Um, I, I think it'd be great. I would say the odds are forty-five percent because it's it's not just too much, and we don't know how Tony feels towards the Winter Soldier at this point. 
in Infinity War, you definitely see him, you know, move past a little bit. It seems like he's, he's trying to keep pushing forward. And in this one, it seems like uh, Cap and Tony are going to be, you know, friends again. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it all depends on whether or not he's forgiven and who survives. Which, as you've pointed out, Dallas, Captain America will most likely die. And you keep reminding me every time we bring it up. And every single time I cry myself to sleep at night. I mean, between the original six, I think Iron Man and, and Captain America have the highest chance of dying. With the wild card of being Bruce Banner could die since they've never really given him a movie, and I don't think they will in our lifetime. Okay. I, I think I think the reason that is, though, I mean, it's because Universal still owns part of the rights of the Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, they haven't ever given up the rights to it. That's why he's never been able to be in his own films. Wait, why? Like, why would they? Yeah. Do you know why they kept the? I never knew that. The contract that they made when they made the Incredible Hulk um, is that he could never be in a solo movie unless Universal made. It. Oh, yeah, what snap. About, so oh, it wasn't. Um, that's why he's always been in team up. Was it Dang. Incredible Hulk? Universal made. Yeah. Which okay, yeah. I thought oh, I don't think it was that bad. Like not, like not not Hulk. That was trash. I'm sorry. Like the very first one the that we were old enough edition? to have. Yeah, yeah the seen. only copy that Chris owned for whatever godforsaken reason. Hey man, I mean, once you see, once you see the Hulk like rip apart a tank, you and just own that movie? Yes, I did. It was 2003. That would be on VHS. <laughs> oh my god, that technology doesn't even exist. <laughs> That technology was old when I was a kid. Back, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> back in the day when things used to last. Damn. That thing was a weapon. <laughs> you hit someone with a VHS and you hit I'm like, if you score with VHS, you have like a small... Brick? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> a small, I just imagine brick. a collection of those. Oh, shit. Those things could probably like... Radioactive. You, know, uh, you guys really want to blush from the past? I have an original VHS copy of um, the the Batman movie that came out with. Uh, yeah, no, but I, uh, my uh, pop pop has it, and I would watch that every time I went over, and he gave it to me. Yeah. I have VHS copies of the first five Star Wars movies. What? And all two good mummy movies. <laughs> there are three. We only talk about <laughs> the two first two. Oh. Third one was anyway. Uh, anyway, the Iron Giant. Oh, Iron Phenomenal. Oh yeah, so like I, I have that on VHS. You know, that's movies in general. That's movies in general. However, we can push this back towards. Oh, we're doing Billy in this world, and we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Which one's it? Ah, Winter Soldier. Oh. Yeah. There were original like. <laughs> Marvel movies way back with Captain America. No, we don't talk about those. We don't talk oh, about those. Man. Literally, the you want a chef, you want a chef cartoon style, like, like, and Lou for no versus yeah, no. Da- Dallas is on the ball there because and you, you, are, you and Dallas are on the ball there. I remember, so I remember like sitting back home one day when I was like, I think just got into high school. And I, I was trying to find the Captain America movies because I want to go back and watch them, you know, just because I was like, maybe they're playing them on FX or maybe they got them on demand. And I saw something pop up. It was Captain America and Captain America 2. And I was like, what? And it was like 1990s. And like, I was like, what is this? And I went back and watched it. His his shield was made, was like... Okay, you know like the plastic frisbees you can buy at the store, but no then you way. have the clear frisbees that are like that weird flimsy plastic material. Uh, That's what his frisbee was. His and, frisbee. He, and he when he threw it, you could see the string <laughs> leaning into the person. Like, oh uh, my god, yeah. it was so bad. Cinema at its finest. Uh, Literally every time you take the leap. Oh man. Ah yes. The 90s slash 80s were definitely a memorable and wonderful time. And, he and didn't it all have didn't bad movies? Didn't even fight the uh, Red yes, Skull. Daredevil. He fought some weirdo. That was 2000. <laughs> um, however, Thor versus Hulk, which is reminiscent of Thor the Dark World, in which it had Thor 
randomly do things against enemies he didn't have good reasons to do against. For all intents and purposes, the way Thor's character was in Thor the Dark World, he should have actually wanted to side with the Dark Elves. Really? Just because he felt the plight of the Ice Giants, he didn't necessarily do anything great for them, but I believe in Thor the Dark World, he was actually trying to help people. Like, he was going to the other realms and wasn't just beating up people, he was trying to get, like, aid to refuge. I'm not a doubt. Um, also going off of that, um... No, I, I want to I make sure I bring up this miscellaneous fact, because, you know, I'm a nerd. I have, like, two others that I want to bring up, too. But, um... Because I don't, I don't think Dallas knows this, so I'm going to see. So, Dallas, um, Bucky died in 1944 when he fell off the off the train, correct? Yeah. Okay. And if you go back and watch the movie, uh, Natalia, or Black Widow, states that over the past 50 years, the Winter Soldier was accredited with around, like, just over 12 dozen kills, right? Yeah. A dozen, that's 144 yeah. kills. Or, well, not 12 dozen. Well, I mean, a, do- a dozen, not 12 assassinations over 50 years. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my Freudian slip. Um, so, there's a 20-year gap where nothing mm-hmm. happened. And in the flashback with Bucky, like, the first thing that he did when they completed his arm was he fought back. He tried to choke the nearest Hydra scientist out. So for over for twenty years, Bucky resisted what Hydra was doing for him. He fought back for twenty years by himself. Silence. Okay, so what are you asking, Thomas? Oh no, I'm not asking anything. I was was trying to spit facts. I I just wanted you to know that. I just thought that was really cool. Like that just gave me like massive respect and sympathy for Bucky. Your point? Okay. My point was that he resisted Hydra. Soldier fact. Huh? That that you probably know of. Everyone knows this. Black Widow and the Winter Soldier had a freaking romance and had a kid in the comics. Oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah, okay. So is um I remember that there was a series that they did and I don't I don't know, I think I think that one was based off of um Black Widow and Steve. But isn't it isn't it mm-hmm. in one of the Ultron uh storylines where, you know, Ultron essentially kills everybody and like the kids come in to save the day, like years later? Um doesn't don't don't they address it in that? Yeah, I think. Maybe? No. No. Are you talking about the Young Avengers? Yeah, because, I, okay, so, like, there are multiple storylines with Ultron, where Ultron wins, obviously. Yeah. But, like, then it comes the Young yeah. Avengers, which are the offspring of the actual Avengers. Right? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it addressed in one of those? In one of those storylines? Because I think there are, like, three different it, ones. You have, like, Ultron, Ultron. It started Ultron, out like that, yeah. I think, I think you're on the... I don't know a lot about the Ultron storylines. I really don't, but like, I do know that the reason why they had that idea for the Young Avengers is because of... I think it's because of Ultron. I don't remember though. Okay, <clears throat> I just wanted to like, little check. <laughs> but, yeah. I just wanted to, just wanted to bring up that fact. And I've got like two more really good ones that I actually have saved because I wanted to bring them up. So I'm just gonna like, you know. And also, oh, what's up? That brings up a really good, really, really huge um, thing that I noticed. Um, in the most recent in-game trailer, you see Hawkeye with a chick that looks like his younger daughter. It's it's not Kate Bishop. Shooting a bow and arrow. It's not Kate Bishop. I don't think it is. I know that. Well, he's playing in a part but, but the MCU has always kind of like manipulated some things. Oh, I see where you're going. To not be completely comic book accurate. <laughs> so I'm thinking that she, they might be doing a Young Avengers movie in Phase 4, possibly. Oh, snap. Well, interesting. Weren't you talking about, so like, after this, how they just introduced Captain uh, Marvel? Yeah. Oh, like how like everyone's gonna be like replacing like the original six? Yeah, I I think so. But even then, like Marvel's always planned decades in advance. 
Cool. Give her, We're going to do this. Uh, just in case some people died. Um, just in case some people got arrested. Because um, there's a reason they also had their actors, um, let's say, be on their best behavior um, in public and even in their private life. You've noticed out of roughly, what, 50 or so high-profile actors and actresses, there have been no scandals with any of them? Yeah, yeah. that's not that even... know of like, that's, that's unheard of. Even in a 10-year span, Hollywood couldn't even do that with actors and actresses for Christian movies. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> I will, I mean, regardless, I, I mean, okay, so there, there are two ways of that, and then you can go to, like, the think about, like, the amount of money that they're paying them, like, look, I'm gonna give you this amount of money. I don't want you to do any drugs, participate in any orgies. Afterwards, have all the fun in the world. <laughs> That would be the conversation I'd have with these actors. Plus you, though. What, what do you mean this is me? Just saying. They might not have the exact same conversation or thought process that you I'm have. just saying Chris is a wild child. That's the phone I'm saying. Okay. okay. I'm not going to get that private life. I, I, that brings up another good point. That I, I... Isn't that why the other two actors, like the original... But, uh, I mean, not Bucky. Uh... uh <laughs> Rhodes, War Machine. Oh no, that's a good yeah, point. Like the original, he wanted to be paid more money. The original Rhodes and the original like Edward Norton, like he, they both got recast. Which was didn't the, something happen? So with between Ed, both of them, that, yeah. Like, uh, so with um, Rhodes, um, it was that he wanted to be paid more money because he knew how much the actor who was playing Tony Stark was being paid, and if he knew there was going to be a sequel, he was like, pay me more. Now, with the actor who played Bruce Banner, um, they had been butting head. Marvel and them had been butting head since the entire beginning of that movie. Because he wanted to be more of a character focused, more on the emotional aspect of Bruce Banner. And they were pushing for more action. They wanted more action, more action scenes. And he was like, well, I'm a better actor than this in some cases. And I should have more moments to show like my full acting range. Um, Marvel has, when they trust someone and trust actors, they'll let them do stuff, but there's stuff they want. Oh, like Robert Downey Jr., they let him go off, like, there was literally no, barely, there wasn't a script. Everything that was done on Iron Man 1, that was on improv and a guideline. They're like, here's what we want to do, uh, just go with it, let's see what happens. And he did it. So... Oh, I mean, oh, and interestingly enough, again, I, I probably addressed this earlier, but Captain America declined, like, the role for, for Captain, er, uh, Chris Evans declined the role for Captain America various times, and he also has acting anxiety. It's actually pretty bad. Um, it was, uh, the only reason he joined was because of Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, Dallas, you don't understand, man. You need to come down to Greensboro, or I need to find a way to get a plane ticket up there to see it, because I am not ready, and I'm, I'm going to be crying in the movie theater, and I don't think Chris is ready to deal with my, my emotional flux yet. Worst comes to worst, Why is this that for? <laughs> if worst comes to worst, Thomas, you pass secondary out. form? No, because I, I won't even be able to pass out. That's the sad part. I can't just close my eyes and pretend it was all a dream. I have no, to go through. No, no, that, that, don't worry, I'll handle that. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> I'll handle that, Thomas. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't handle it. Alcohol. Oh, <laughs> I need uh, some cloth and some liquid. Uh, that's like saying I just need a cloth and some water, but a fucking waterboard you like. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the thought. Love you, buddy. Okay. So. I was watching the podcast from Friday. Okay. Chris. You gave out the wrong information. I, that's what I was saying. No, 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 no. Thanks no. for calling no. me out. No problem. Corey told me, and we told you all. Technically, you told me. No, Corey. Yeah, did. no, you. I said Corey. No, Corey told you. Oh, the okay. tesseract and the artificial, yes. the artificial, the artificial stone. stone. Oh, okay. So I want to ask all of you, if Tony were to make a full set of artificial infinity stones. Who gets what stone? Oh, are you, okay, I see what you're saying, because there are six infinity, infinity stones, and it you're saying who would be best characters. to have which one. Hmm. Yes. I'm trying to think, which which ones do I think are going to die the most? <laughs> Good. Look at that. Wait, right Wait. now? Uh, it would be 
It'd be good. That's my Iron Man armor and Anthem. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. Oh, his leg is Mark 38. No. Oh, Jesus. oh okay. No, that's that's, nice. that's, that's damn. Actually, that's good. Uh, that reminds me of the 40... one he had in Iron Man too. The one he had in the suitcase. Are you doing? Oh no, you did forty two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. I was gonna say forty five, but then I realized that you were trying to get the lighter colors. Okay. Solid. Mm-hmm. I would say that <clears throat> if we were to base it off of the original six. I would say that Tony would get the um Space Stone. He's he's already built that. It's already in. There. Uh, nah. uh I would give uh well technically Strange would have the time stone. Yeah. We're going off the original oh, series. Right. Strange Strange would have power. Strange yes, is Banner dead. would have power. Yes. I think Tony would have soul. Why? I was soul thinking mine actually. Mine? Yeah. I was yeah, gonna give that to Cap. So I would actually think I would Cap. give Cap soul! Oh <laughs> Tommy! Yeah. yeah. Um, the reality stone, I, ooh, Scarlet Witch. Ooh. Mm. Well, obviously, yeah. the original six, which means what? I'd have to give reality to uh, Black Widow, reality, and I'd have to give, give time to Hawkeye. Just okay. to yeah. remember If we didn't rotation. give soul Thor to, get to power. Cat, give it to a bunch of soldiers. Bucky! Uh, so it's actually interesting you say that, because Dallas and I were playing Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Oh, no. I played Captain America and Bucky, and I had the soul stone. And then Dallas decided to pull up some bullshit with Iron Man and I don't even remember who your second character was and give them the mind stone. Oh, it was oh, Venom. Venom. It was Venom. 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 That, that, was a, that was a long, arduous battle because Soul Stone is you resurrect and fight with both of your characters. Mind Stone is just some bullshit. That was a, that was a long, that was a very, very long battle. Of just endless combos and memes. Jeez. I'm actually very surprised but, considering your um, my answer for 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 that, who would get the artificial infinity stones, I think Tony would get space. Alright. Because he already has something to the the arc reactor that he has in his chest and all of his suit can harness the power of the space stone. We just haven't figured that out yet. Alright. Oh, okay. Because, like, if you... <clears throat> they, they've been doing, like, leading up to it this whole entire time. Yeah, yeah. In Iron Man 2, when he was looking at, like, the, the videos of his dad and stuff, and he was scrolling through that, like, booklet, Rest in peace. you could see um, a drawing of the Tesseract, for one. And... Oh, that was the cube. That message from his dad that says, this is the key to the future. I'm only uh, limited by the power of my time or technology of my time to do what I can. But you are my greatest creation. You can fix this or something like that along those lines. That's very true. And then he makes makes the new element, element to help him with the sickness they had and in the first Avengers is using the same exact arc reactor and Loki can't um control him. Can't touch him. You yeah, control him because of the arc reactor. So not only can he harness the power of the mind stone that's in uh Loki's scepter, but I think he's gonna be able to harness all five with the armor that we see in in-game trailers. Like the red and gray. Interesting. Well, the other thing that I brought up is that I thought it was just because it wasn't um, Scepter on human body contact. But, again, those are two, those are two different theories. Even, even then, <clears throat> like... You, you make a valid point, I guess? <laughs> Well, no, but, because then you could argue the same thing. Oh, well, no. Eh. That's... I still think that the Mind Stone is powerful enough to get through anything, really. Like, mm. it's an Infinity Stone. It, 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 can, it has a power of endless power. Technically. 
But the thing is, that's limited by whoever's wielding it. So, in the comics and various medias, Thanos, despite having all the stones and many points, I think twice as far as I can tell, but he's had more, more people have had the Infinity Stones and even Gamora's gathering them. The problem with them is that whoever's wielding it, whatever flaws they have, whatever obsessions they have, yes, the potential they have is infinite. Their uses by that particular person aren't. Um, either because they'll be using one or two at a time. So say if you have a goal of, I want power, if your concept of power is a big building, you're going to imagine a nearly endless building, but it's still just a building. It can be blown up, and you can be blown up in it. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Limited mindset. It is true. All right. Quick question for Thomas and Dallas. All right. Have you beaten C- Capcom versus Marvel Infinite Story Mode yet? No. Dang. I mean, Dallas, uh, no. I haven't. Dang. I need to play that later, by the really? way. Yeah. No, I haven't beaten it. Um, I, yeah. I, I wasn't going to play it. Anubis enlighten us. It's pretty cool. Well, would you I mind if I give a... Slightly major spoilers yes. to the plot. Yes. You, you shut mind. your mouth. Alright, alright. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. That's for when you beat the game. I got I got strength. I got a needle. Don't fucking test me. <laughs> I know. Then instead, <clears throat> could we talk about the ultimate universe's Infinity Stones? I would want to save that conversation Ooh. for Infinity War, which we're almost ah, okay, at. Okay, okay, okay. Which oh, we are getting almost at that literally the day before the. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we can focus in on the stone that's in Thor: The Dark World. One thing I did like was we've seen a few times when people have tried to tap into the power of the stones before we knew what the stones were. Oftentimes, it would either be fatal with the Tesseract; people would disintegrate. Yeah. Well, disappear now. But, well, we're not sure. <coughs> we've yeah. only seen one person reappear, being Red Skull. But say with, I believe it was the Reality Stone. Yeah, that was the Red Stone. The Reality Stone, whenever the elves would tap into it, it would make them volatile, nearly explosive. It would make them extremely strong, kind of brawlic. And yeah, they were like, ah, with their leather. And then I give it an amount of time, they would just... Yeah, they was pop. Yeah. Um, and I believe the big bad, the super dark elf, I cannot recall his name... Not because he just proves how important he was. Quotation mark. <sighs> but that was a long time ago, and in comparison, it wasn't that great a film. Hmm. In comparison, I like two better than one. I think it was a great Loki film because we got to see more development with Loki. Love Tom Hiddleston. But it wasn't a great Thor film. It was a great Odin film because. This gives us a bit more perspective of how he viewed the realms. For him to just go in and F stuff up and then just like, ah, now that I've decimated you, good luck. Which I also want to bring that into perspective. Cause I, a quick question for all of you and also Dallas if you're able to do this. We're already going in and it's... Uh-huh. It's, uh... 47 minutes, just about. 24 my time. If you wanted, we can just keep going, do this hour segment, hit stop, hit record again, talk about Guardian of the Galaxy. All in favor? Sure. I'll actually have to go this one. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, tomorrow then. But I just wanted to ask your opinions on that because I didn't know what that would be. I'm actually free tomorrow anyway, so that's why I'm asking. Anyway, back back, back to getting on topic. Um, also, we're at the 45-minute mark, just so everybody knows. Um, Winter Soldier. There is two other things I want to bring up about Bucky because I think on after Winter Soldier, Bucky's kind of an underrated character. Uh, something that I've noticed is that when... I want, I want Dallas' opinion on this, too, because I want to see if it's just me that's, that feels this way and has noticed this. Um, he's significantly more versatile than Winter Soldier. Like, his fighting style seems different. He seems more aggressive, more unrestrained. Just more, like, his moves are... It's because of the mind. Um, like, the brainwashing, brainwashing that they've been doing. Yeah, but he even... He didn't care about anything. Well, yeah, but even so, like, his training should still all be there even after that, like... But think about it like this, Thomas. It's like whenever, um, you spar with rage compared to whenever you're not trying to actively murder everything. That sounds like rage. (laughs) I feel like I would actually compare it towards someone who's calm and collect... So say whenever he was in that mode, yes, it seemed like rage, but I would actually call more, like, focus. He was focused on whatever his mission was. 
if his mission was to go for Nick Fury, everyone else dying around him getting shot up. So say in Winter Soldier, there was nearly an army of people that were murdered. None of that meant anything to him. He literally got into the best position he could to destroy whatever vehicle Nick Fury had, take it down, and then kill him when he was most vulnerable. The only mistake he made was that Nick Fury was a main character, so he wasn't going to die. Plot armor for dimension jokes aside, um, let's say even when he was fighting Cap, he was taking away the things he could use to fight. The shield, he threw at such a speed that... I'm not gonna say he couldn't catch it. It would probably hurt him, or he could get shot. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. He would actively shoot at his friends randomly. Um, even when he was fighting Black Widow, <sighs> did he use explosives more often? Yes. Yeah. Um, he did use explosives, but I think he was trying to go for a shot that would kill. I don't. Though this suddenly plot holes why he didn't use explosives more often. Which I was gonna say is also interesting because like, in between his marksmanship and hand-to-hand combat. During that, which I love this too, the scene on the bridge, when they are fighting, Black Widow gets her first shot off with her dual pistols and goes like right for like perfect shot to the eye. If he was not wearing those goggles, he'd be done so. I think it was in that moment he realized that, yeah, despite my abilities and my mission, she needs to go. Because with everyone else that he's compared, that is actually his second encounter with her that has almost proven fatal. Interestingly enough. And again, I, I think I, I have to keep touching on this. I love the choreography in Winter Soldier. Like, the fight scenes between Bucky and Captain America is just the best. Even even on the helicarrier, Anthony Bucky loses because, you know, he gets choked out. Some bullshit. Remind you of anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, does it remind you of anybody? Gee, Chris, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can refresh my memory. Um, but it just is. And interestingly enough, Sebastian Stan was talking in talk an interview. There was a stunt double, but for that that scene, that was Sebastian Stan. He would like whether it was like he was away from set or on set, he constantly kept using the knife so that when he got to that choreography scene, all of his movements felt natural. Which is another thing I find interesting because people are up on actors all the time. They're just you know artists or just you know just that acting. But at the same time, you have professionals that come in and teach them things. Robin Hood. He learned how to properly shoot a bow. Oh, yeah, he got good. Fast. He got really good. Actors doing choreography scenes, they learn martial arts. Like, you... I don't know. I feel like actors actually have, like, a, a very diverse skill set contrary to what people believe. Which I, I just... I don't know. I had to bring that up. I thought that was interesting. So... I'd love to teach an actor how to kick ass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, no, so, I would never fuck with Keanu so, Reeves. To be fair, Keanu Reeves has been training. Whenever he takes a role, Homeboy starts training, and it's training for six to eight months. Yeah. Oh, he, like, like all of his, like, that version, I forget what the style is. Like, that version of shooting in all the John Wick movies. Like, if you see him go to an actual fire range, it's scary. It's genuinely scary. I'm sorry. If anyone is dumb enough to fuck with Keanu Reeves, or, like, I don't know, The Rock... You're you're oh, just you're Jesus. asking to die. You're yeah. you are genuinely asking to die. That is your fault. That is your fault. There's, that's it. Oh, the uh, what's <laughs> the one meme where it's like the um, the bodyguards of the actor that pre- played uh, Aquaman. Oh yeah, why why does Jason Momoa even have bodyguards? Bodyguards are half his size. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let him come. Let him come. Let's break bread with this man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the end game trailer. You couldn't handle your losses. And where did that bring you back? Back to me. No, no I like I like that one meme I seen with, with the bodyguards, and it was like, oh, they they didn't hit him before they get to the final ball. <laughs> 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 oh, <damn. laughs> Facts. You hate those. <laughs> yeah. That's how you by the time you get games. there. It's just not worth it. But, um, yeah, two other quick facts. I had, like, really good, uh, Peggy Carter things I wanted to touch on, but I can't remember it. Oh, also, um, what did, did you want to address anything from the previous podcast? Uh, I or will, actually, I but not at the moment. Mm. So, real quick, because, uh, this was actually, you guys were talking about this, and I feel like Dallas might be curious about it, too, and if we have anybody listening. Uh, it's Steve Rogers' age. So, I don't know if people have already addressed this, but as far as I have seen, no one has addressed the fact that though Steve is 95, 96 years old, based on when he was born, 
He's not 96 years old mentally, nor physically, might I add, but, you know, super soldier serum. Uh, I don't know when he crashed the plane, per se, like, what that exact year was. However, um, if Captain America, the first Avenger came out in 2011, he was frozen for 70 years, then that means that he died in 1941 when he was 21. Now, go ahead and go on comics, go MCU, his mother died when he was young he was born in 1918 i feel like there's some some uh malleability there but if you woke up in 2011 since the cinematic universe keeps our timeline consistent with theirs then he would still be 21 and just the times have changed and how things are different he's still a youngster so 2011 to 2015 is four years which would now make him 25 as opposed to 30 which is what i and a lot of other people think if the math is correct Again, five years of leeway, 25 to 30, but even either way, he's still really young and has gone through a significant amount in a short period of time. Well, everyone else is older and has had time to mature and actually live their full adult life. Um, so that, it, it's just, it's depressing because you, you see that he acts so much older, older and he's expected to act like he's so much older when in reality he isn't. He's actually one of the younger Avengers, aside from Tom Holland and possibly Natasha Romanoff. And it's so sad because he's still figuring himself out. He hasn't time to find out who like who he is aside from Captain America. He's had to adopt that persona. And just drawing a quick parallel, Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne just like Batman is Batman. But Bruce Wayne is actually Batman. Captain America is is he Captain America? Is he Steve Rogers? Like who like I I feel like he knows that he's pretty set in his morality, but like he never really got that chance to go go through his own personal journey. He's had, like, one that was set out. And so with that, um, it's also what your 20s are for, to figure out what you want with your career, family, life in general. But see if it's had to grow up too fast, and that means that both of his parents died before he was 21. And so the only person then he had was Bucky, and he was bullied and had to live on his own. So he had to grow up and become a 30- to 40-year-old man in his late teens, which is awful, and now he's expected to act like he's in his 30s or 40s even later because of the whole Frozen thing. And when, like, like the, like, Avengers, Tony, Clint, they should be, like, taking the initiative to help Steve and help rehabilitate him and just, like, be there for him uh, in a grow-up way. He can still be the leader and whatever, but I, I feel like it's, as opposed to Tony going through his whole journey in Iron Man 3, like, even in Winter Soldier, it's only partially addressed what he's going through and the people that are there to help him. Like, it isn't until Civil War that we get to see his emotions with Peggy that Natasha figured out who Peggy was and what they meant to him. Like, he doesn't even tell Tony. Like, Tony, like, the only person that was there at that funeral for Steve was Black Widow. Tony wasn't there. No one else from the Avengers was there, which I just found really depressing. I mean, granted, you're going through, like, the whole Sylvia Accords thing, but, I mean, you know, they're all at the Avengers Tower and Age of Ultron, you're having a grand old time. It's just... Which you brought that up while we were watching um, Winter Soldier, how they don't, like, Cap, you don't see any screen time where Cap explains his past to any of the Avengers. Yeah. Like, we know about it, right? Yeah, we as viewers know about it, exactly. But, like, where he goes into detail about it and goes through, like, his um, own issues and, like, his um, experiences, how he feels about (coughs) it, kind of like, you know, um, like you were saying in Iron Man 3. Where you see, you know, Tony, like, oh, like, kid, stop talking about, stop talking about New York. Don't, who, what are you talking about, New York? Don't, why, why are you saying it? No, stop saying it. What are you talking about, New York? No. It's just, yeah, the reason I like, like a PTSD stress. Yeah. And, like, that isn't really shown with Cap. Like, he's just, um, like, kind of like, uh, you're, you look up to your leaders, so you, they're always supposed to be composed and have everything figured out. And that's what he is. But it's also interesting because well, what I would love to see personally, especially leading up to end, or in Endgame, and I'm also, I'm also saying this because with everything that has, that has been released, people are saying for 20 of the minutes of the movie, like, you're going to be an emotional turmoil like, the entire time. Like, you're just going to be bawling. But I would, I would love, so, like, when he had the flashback in Winter Soldier, like, when they got to his old training ground, and they, they, he saw, like, the shadow of his, of his, him and his unit, like, running through, and, you know, his commanding officer giving the orders, and, you know, thinking about Peggy, I would love to see it if, uh, Erkenstein was there, just like the scientist with Tony in the cave would appear in the flashback, mm-hmm. or, like, a shadow. It's kind of like they do in shows, where, you know, maybe they're fighting, 
or maybe it's just going back to the past and like how they're affected and like what they're thinking is just like you know Peggy or Orkinstein being there like you know don't don't forget I said hear what madness is in your heart um like you can do this like you can keep going or you can do this all day um just like Tony might see uh I keep forgetting his name and it bothers me I'm not, I'm not gonna bother uh, Sergio about Tony's dad no no the scientist that was with him in the cave uh. Like uh, I would love, ooh. yeah, I would love for like a flashback or like a hallucination to this like like appear or like if one of them like touches like the mind stone, like not not what happened in Avengers: Age of Ultron where you know he had his dance with Peggy because that was just kind of like a weird hallucination, but just like the illusion of like maybe like them talking or him saying words like oh you know you got this like you know don't waste you haven't wasted your life yet you're not ready to die yet and that's what motivates him to like start working again in the ship. Like, maybe he sees, like, a ghost of his past, so to speak, or something like that. So, that was one thing I did like, was it wasn't just that they did flashbacks. Yes, going to a museum is a little cliche, but the idea that he was experiencing how people saw his history versus maybe how he was thinking. We never get to hear his own inner thoughts, but we see his facial expression where some stuff he smiles on, but a lot of stuff he just looks at, stares for a long time, and then looks down. Exactly. Um, when he looks at Bucky and Gets how the commandos, looks up and then smiles for a little bit and then looks down. Yeah. When he sees like how they describe him when he was a kid and how he joined the army, he we actually do see a small smile there. But I guess we see it when we see... Um, so say in the background we see people saluting him, people smiling, having their kids there, and some stuff he smiles for, but most of the time he's just seeing the people who are enjoying his legacy. He's not actually enjoying his legacy. Um, and I say that to touch on, I guess, how he had to grow up so fast. Um, maybe to everyone else it seems like such a large story, but for him that was not a lot. At least, that wasn't a lot of time, but a lot happened. Exactly. Similar to Loki, every time we see Cap, he you know, hasn't necessarily been through a lot, but emotionally and mentally he's going through a lot. He's still coping. Even when he talks to Anthony Mackie, he's playing uh, Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, uh, he just, you know, tries to start some common ground talk and says, it's your bed, isn't it? It's too damn soft. And just that phrase alone gets him to start talking. Like, he actually heads to the VA. And then in Endgame, you see him, like, at a sit-in to, like, talk about shit. And so, like, that, that's what I'm not ready for, because if that's exactly what it is, and Cass going to be talking about his feelings... I'm not ready for it. I'm, I'm going to cry. She wasn't ready. I'm going to be a little bitch. <laughs> you don't need to start preparing. The only thing I'll say is the entire time, he, even though, yes, he wanted to join the arm, he also had ideas of what it would be like to come back. Exactly. He would actually have that dance with Peggy. Um, even when he's watching the video where she describes how he saved the people and one of those men ended up being a, like her husband. She even says, Steve has still changed my life even after he's gone. I think the like the weight of those words is like meant so much more to him than anybody could ever realize. And we also see him. I guess he tries to pick up as many pieces of his past as he can, or he tries to move on and catch up. Yeah, he even has that list of movies. Yeah, it's just things in general. The culture. <clears throat> so, but um, we're officially at a little over the the hour mark, clocking at three minutes. Um, Dallas, Lawrence, Chris, Anubis, any, uh, any closing thoughts, remarks, statements? Because I, I could rant about the Winter Soldier all day, but I, um, it's not a good idea. <laughs> false Infinity Stones exist. They have just yet to be created besides the Space Stone. Whoever the next Captain America would be, my bets are either on Bucky or Falcon. Or, or, alright. Ooh. Alright. We have yet to have outro music. That's not a oh, 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 oh. We have outro music. Oh, 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 wait, search up, search wait, wait, search up, wait, 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 right now. wait, Galactus. Oh, okay, no, oh, okay, that right. is a good thing yeah. that we can bring up shortly while Chris is getting the outro music to go. <laughs> hey, uh, um, I do have a question. Where, where can we find this podcast at? archive.org okay so yes thank you Dallas and if this is also the viewers first time listening to the podcast with TK Tomfoolery welcome thank you for actually listening to us you just started um you can find our Instagram at TK Tomfoolery T-O-M-F-O-O-L-E-R-Y 
And we are on uh, WordPress. So if you can get access to our Instagram, go on WordPress. There's a link uh, with all of us. And that will direct you to our blog site and where you can watch all of our episodes. Or you can search us up, as Anubis said, on archive.org. It is a kind of it's similar to Wikipedia, but for audio and anything that wants to be shared, um, what you do is you go to archive.org, search up either Thomas Culey, C-H-I-U-L-L-I, or T.K. Tom Foolery, and all of our episodes will pop up. And we are creating a YouTube okay. channel. We've got the we've got our profile and everything set up. We just have to upload all of our content, which we plan on doing hopefully within the next days to come. I know I keep saying it's going to be soon, but this time it will actually be soon. We just have to take the final step and actually get everything uploaded. Once that goes, we'll definitely release an announcement. So, yeah. Uh, Can you send me a song? Like a link or something? Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the link. I got you. Cool. All right. All right, Chris, cue the outro music. Fucking liar. You want to bet I'll play Caillou? <laughs> no, don't do it. Um, I do have to tell you something here, Thomas. What is it, Chris? You <laughs> <laughs> said Chris! You <laughs> said Chris! Anthem is getting a huge update tomorrow. Yeah? New part of the map. No story mission. He's gone. Alright, boys, this has been TK Tom Fuller with Chris and Thomas. Thomas and Chris, because K and T is actually Chris's initials and a freaks him out, so it's TK Tom Fuller. It kind of does, not gonna lie. Haha! Synchronicity, it's all connecting like the seven worlds. Alright, don't forget, the world's an illusion. It's all a hologram. Bye, gold. Bye! It's Paul, Bill Cypher.